Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro, and we're here to talk about the film after Yang. Uh, in the near future, a family reckons with the questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. Um, yeah, let's talk about this film. I love this movie. It's an adaptation of a short story called Saying Body Yang. And um, it's beautiful. And it is, an, it is a study on grief and how we cope and what memory means and what's our actual connection to like technology in ways that, I, that we don't really, we don't really be thinking like that. We don't kind of get into that kind of introspection. And it's a very good performance from Colin Farrell. Cause he's the character, mm-hmm. I guess the narrator, you know, he's, he's, he's the main lead, but he's not the main character. The main character is the techno sapien Yang. Right. The, they're the companion they got for their adopted daughter. Right. Like, but yeah, good. Not to say, but you follow the movie through Colin Farrell's character. Mm-hmm. What do you it, think? Oh, I thought it was good. Like I said, it's one of those movies. It's it's definitely kind of like a slow burn. Um, because there's you have to pay attention to try to pick up. And again, this is not a bad thing to pick up the context clues of of what the world is that we're around, right? Where you start picking up clues that something happened in, in with China. You know they've you know, they've had this program where they adopt Chinese children uh, because they basically have been you know wiped off the map, and so there's a lot of orphans. Yeah, there's a lot of orphans, and so they have this program where these these Chinese you know uh, AIs are put together to basically be the siblings for these these you know, uh, adopted Chinese kids, right? To keep them, have a connection to their culture and all these things. It's like, it's, it's one of those things that while this is set in the future, it's also very creepy because it's like, you, you can think of like, this is kind of realistic in a way of how they do this when kids of a different ethnicity are adopted by, you know, uh, families of, you know, different ethnicities. And there's this, well, we want you to be, to understand your culture, but then the parents themselves aren't really interested in that piece, and it's like almost, you know, uh, just like some some they're saying they have to do to do. So it's just, it's a it's a there's a lot here, right? And, yeah, and, but that's what I really I kind yeah. of I kind of like the way that they played with that with the story. Like this is Justin mm-hmm. uh, Men's debut movie, and that. Uh, Oh, that's actually like, okay. Debut. That's, that's a pretty. Hmm. Yeah, this is first time. Like, I'm pretty sure that he did something else before he decided to come and act in this movie, and he plays Yang. But I like the idea that 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 one of the that threads that uh, the director pulled out of the story to play around with to build is this idea of they didn't want this child to lose her connection to her past to her ethnicity, but in bringing in this techno sapien or this robot child to grow up with her and be her older brother, they opted themselves out of a certain amount of raising this child. Mm-hmm. Like they just kind of went gung ho to, Oh, she's fine. She's with Yang. Right. 
and I think it's 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 I, if it doesn't resonate on a level with some people now with what happened when people had to go home in the pandemic and it was them and their family units all drawn back in together mm-hmm. without the other aspects of whatever they've done to build their life for which for a lot of people through a lack of choice or through you know preference includes childcare. right Someone else raised your kid because you don't you don't have you're too busy or honestly you don't know what you're doing or whatever the reason right you right. know it's you know um judy turner smith plays plays uh kira and colin farrell plays jake the parents and you know at one point they were talking about like how you know um you know they need to do a better job of, of raising mika together and and jake is like okay okay you know I'll, I'll take off i'll do this and 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 kira's like yeah but no it's it supposed to be a team effort and i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'm like but you're so busy at work that you're not really you're saying that but you, what's the like they're they're both saying what they need to say but it's like what's the action to to yeah. do better like who what but is this that? movie is yeah but this movie is so quiet about the technology right mm-hmm. like Clearly, they have robots, and this is a very, 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 very lifelike, sentient to the point of being. Yeah, where when they break down, you got to do something with them because they might decompose. Right? It's like right. Yeah, it's a lot of humanoid <laughs> to that robot body. Mm-hmm. But they there's this is a world where they always exist, where there's clones, and you've got right. the this so all this information and connectivity at the drop of a finger. Like you can pull up a full. Um, screen and have dinner with someone from a distance, right? And it feels like you're together. But all of that is really quiet. And I think that it says something about the fact that he wanted to kind of lift the story about the family and the mm-hmm. journey to what do we do with our broken robot? Well, and yeah, focus on these elements. Well, like you said, that part, that, that stuff, the, the technology and all that stuff is very quiet. But then it kind of isn't because as quiet as it is, you start seeing that for all of the stuff they have for connectivity and helping and things like that, these two, Jake and Kira, are not, couldn't be further apart, right? Right. And so there's that as well. It's like you have all these things, you have this ability to, to, to connect and talk and things like that, but you're not. You're not but actually I- living life. And then through what happens with, with, with Yang and, 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 the journey with that, you kind of find out like, shit, this, this robot, this techno sapien might have lived more of a life than you guys are. <laughs> you know? He definitely lived more of a life than they did. Oh my God. <laughs> like, but that's what I like. Right. But, but, but it puts it into a really stark perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't ever unplug, but they're never dialed in. Mm-hmm. Like all these things that are going on and, and, and they're not even paying it. Like when you start the movie, uh, Colin Farrell plays Jake, and Jake is like, "Oh well, she's got Yang. It's fine." Yeah. And his wife Kira, played by Jodie Turner Smith, and I was very glad that Jodie Turner Smith's character was very quiet, very, very <laughs> quiet. <laughs> and I, I, I think I said to somebody after I saw this at Sundance that I'm coming to the realization that I don't stop seeing Jodie Turner Smith when she's acting. And that's a big problem that I have with her for how she chooses to embody characters, because I don't personally know her. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if what I'm seeing on screen is who she is 
when she's being Jody. But I do know that the composite that she creates of who she becomes when she wants to embody a character has very little variation from movie to movie. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But the quietness of this mother, of this wife and the detachedness of this kind of works with the way that she dissociates into films when she has to be the scene partner. And you can completely miss it because of how um, how much of a slow burn is. But this movie really is about how dependent are we on all of these things to the point to where they're living our life for us. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do when you've integrated something or someone into your family in a way that they've become more vital, almost more vital than you, essential than you? Mm-hmm. And they die. And then the basic question is, how do you explain death to a child? Right. And again, I think when you think, when you put this in the context of the pandemic and what's happened and things like that, it becomes very real. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we've had to deal with that, you know, the pandemic and, and having all the technology, but still being far away, having parents that, are successful but but feel completely out of the element when you are like cool now you have to raise your kid you know like all the time yeah and i don't mean like the i'm not talking about the the old folks that are underprivileged who who don't have access or no no, you have all the accesses and all the like those like that's the group that's been the big push of getting kids back into school. That's the group about, you know, the, well, my kid doesn't need to wear masks. And the, like, that's the group. Because it's like, yo, you're tired of being around your kid. I get it. But like. But yeah, but, but gotta... also a part of it is I've created this avenue through which my child is supposed to develop. Mm-hmm. I don't have a backup plan. And now exactly. that you're trying to tell me that avenue isn't available to me. Well, and yeah, sometimes it's just a simple fact of I don't want my child's forward momentum slowed down on the path that I've set them on. It may not even be that you don't recognize that what you're saying is selfish. Mm-hmm. It's it, that, that you're making a lot of I statements. And that's what I really liked about this movie, because there's one point in the movie where uh, the young girl just kind of unravels mm-hmm. because her world more than anyone else's is falling apart. Mm hmm. And as you learn the things that Jake learns as this journey of where he's, it's kind of like a really sad scavenger hunt where he's trying to find someone who can help him fix this robot. Mm-hmm. And he keeps running into these obstacles. And the first one is to realize that his cheap ass didn't go straight to the factory. <laughs> well, right. So he ain't under warranty. <laughs> right. Right. But then there's also this idea about which then kind of gets into the more dystopian aspects of things, I guess, like where if he does go through the official channels to try to get Yang fixed, they're going to make him give up not only the corporeal body that is Yang, but the core that is Yang, because there's something in there that they consider to be protected and proprietary information that they don't want anybody to have or know about. And that gets into kind of like, you know, Big Brother and, you know, just it, what what is uh, what is AI in your house really doing? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really interesting way to design a character study about what are we doing about our privacy and what are the ways in which we've compromised it? with technology for convenience 
Right. Well, there's also the, and there, there's that, then there's also the commentary on, you know, judgment, right? Because there's, you know, there's, uh-huh. there's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's left kind of unsaid, but unsaid. So the whole thing with Jake and his feelings about clones, right? And, and him and the guy, his neighbor, George, who's trying to be, befriend him. And I'm over thinking George is creepy. I'm waiting for George to do some creepy shit, right? Yeah. Clifton Collins Jr. And I'm just like, you're always up to some shit, right? I'm waiting for George to do some shit. And I'm like, and you find out, like, you know, uh, no spoilers here, but you kind of find out it was like, George ain't creepy at all. Like, Jix is a fucking problem, right? And I'm just like, yeah. this dude's just trying to be an, is he literally just trying to be a neighbor to you, man? Like, and it's cool with you, man. Right. But it's all about, He's he's got he's done something that that Jake looks down on and frowns on. And I'm like, how's that any different than what you're doing with Yang? Right? I'm like, that's less creepy. <laughs> like, right. are you I'm right. like that's less creepy? I just I I don't get it, you know. Right. And so, um, yeah, there's well, and then there's like there, there's just so much stuff in here. Like there's like I found it interesting again. One of the things that's not really kind of dug into. Like he owns a tea shop, and this is also that you find out at the beginning. He owns a tea shop, but apparently it's real tea with, with real tea leaves. But everybody comes in wants crystals. Like and that woman yeah. who, who was like, and I'm just like, wait a minute. So and you know, tea. You're thinking China and stuff like that. I'm like, you guys are really just on some. You guys are really just on. And then there's 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 some stuff in um Russia's shop that looks like. Um, that's really racist towards Chinese. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, part of me is like, what the fuck happened? Because I can't figure out if it was like this unnatural thing that happened, or because the, the country's kind of race. Like, it's just so much stuff that's yeah, kind of their war, right? It's just I don't know, and it's just very fucking weird, man. And so it, but it doesn't make that. Like you said, it never makes any of that stuff, the technology or even the side stuff with like, even with what, um, Mika's dealing with, like, she's probably dealing with some kind of racism at school and things like that as well, but they don't but they really... give a beautiful moment about that. Right. Yes. Yes. They, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, they don't make it a big deal, but it's definitely there. And, and they give a beautiful moment about it. And, and then who's teaching her that moment, going through that moment with her. It's also another big thing. And just like, yeah, you, yeah, there's, there's a lot that's kind of said in this film. It's definitely not a film for everyone, but I think for what it is and what it's supposed to be, um, it's done really, really well. It's shot very well. I mean, it's not long at all. It's, it's an hour and a half. It gets, gets in and gets out. It's nothing like, yeah. I mean, it's an A24 yeah. film. So it, fit, it fits into that A24 catalog um but yeah i do think if we're not talking about benjamin Loeb when it comes to um cinematography awards i'm gonna want to fight somebody because this movie is gorgeous it's i mean the the way they set the set pieces the way things are designed uh the 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 physical world the natural world the blend they put together it's kind of got that it plays around with light in, in interesting ways that kind of sets a mood and sets a tone and then may send you off on a completely different course. I've never had a movie that actually, when it needed to, looked and invoked this the 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 perfect moment and feeling of grief of a particular mm-hmm. flavor. 
the way that this did. Mm -hmm. And the way it plays around with memory really worked for me. Um, And I do think it needs to be said, this isn't one of those movies that somebody sat down and scribbled off just because it was a pandemic and they want to play with this. This is from a story that's been around for a while. I think the story came out in 2016 or something. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it fits... It fits whatever, even if it wasn't a pandemic, it still would fit into today's world. Like, you can still mm-hmm. find and pull some stuff going like, oh, that's like what we're doing now. Or something like that. Like, it's a very relatable and relevant film. Um, they also do some great things with some of the shots of, like you said, when you talk about memory of retelling some of, like, having some scenes kind of replayed in like some words or it, it took me a while to kind of catch on catch it kind of first time i thought my um <laughs> my screener was fucked up but like they replay they tell a scene and somebody's saying something over and over again or something like that and you're you're seeing yeah. it basically replaying a memory right and um and how that works and then kind of it, it makes you almost it draws you more into the conversation so like at one point there's a conversation that yang and um uh, uh, Jake have about uh, tea, and and how Jake got into tea. Like, there's a couple times that's that that, that conver- as they're having a conversation, certain things get kind of replayed, and so you can kind of really get an emphasis on what the conversation is about and what they're talking about there. So, um, yeah, yeah, the, this is this is a really good movie. Um, what would you give it out of ten? Bro. Oops, sorry. This is an eight and a half for me, partially because I feel like there's some things they could have done to make it more accessible to everybody. Because you're right, it's a movie that's, it, it, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. Some people are not going to be able to deal with the pace, or they're going to miss pieces and not be able to put it together for themselves, or they're just not going to like one of the themes. But yeah, it was one of my favorites out of Sundance this year. I did a capsule review for it, and then that's why I then badgered you to watch it because, yeah. About an eight and a half for me. Yeah, yeah, I say it was about an eight. Um, Straight up A. It's an A plus. It's an A movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, it, it, again, this is one of those things. I again, I, when I say it's not for everybody, I mean that's just real. It's like to me, you know, um, not for not for uh, musicals. Don't do it for me. You know, romantic comedies. So, like, there's just certain things that, like, I I I find that, um, and that's what this falls under. But like, for those who kind of like these kind of you know cerebral films that are a little bit more way way more based on drama way more about uh the 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 characters and their their conversations and some of those themes and yeah i think they'll they'll enjoy this film so it's 100 percent a human condition movie and yes so you know there's no crash bang pow you're not getting caught up in the whole you know the dystopia of the world with the tech but the tech is there it's a, it's a sci-fi drama and i highly recommend it and i think it's some of the best quiet work that Colin Farrell has done in a while. So I'm happy mm-hmm. to see him back. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, there were, cause I didn't, I didn't really watch a trailer or anything for this. So I didn't know what to expect. So I didn't, I didn't even know what kind of, kind of film it was. So I didn't know at some point was a uh, Yang going to go cut fucking crazy. Cause I'm just waiting with what the story <laughs> is going like, Oh, so this motherfucker's going to kill this family. Right. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna blame him. Like, yeah, it feels like, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna, and then I really, it's not that kind of film. I was like, oh, 
But you know, it, it, it could have been right. <laughs> like, oh, this movie could have gone left so many times. Yeah, there's like there's a, there's and a moment at one point. Um, there's a scene at the, the very end of this film. I thought it was when they're gonna go left because there's a moment, and again, it's not a spoiler because it's not really. There's nothing really about this to really spoil the scene, but there's a moment when Mika, where where Jake is sitting on the couch, right, and and Mika get goes out of her bedroom and walks. You see her walk out her room behind. He doesn't notice she's there. I'm like, uh, is this where the film gets like dark <laughs> or darker? Like, what's Mika, up right, to? right. What is going on? And it didn't. I was like, oh, ooh, ooh, okay, cool. I was like, this um, movie about to take right. a Mr. Brooks ending. What's happening? <laughs> right. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's none of that. And so, just so you're not anticipating that going into this, you're fine. But like, um, yeah. So yeah, you, you, it's not leading to something sinister. It's just a little bit of existential dread. You're right. you're okay. But yeah. I will say, you mentioned her. The little girl, I um, I think her name is Malia Emma, and I cannot say her last name. Who played Mika? She did such a good job. Mm-hmm. Like this is a solid cast. It's a solid movie. It's got an interesting offbeat kind of story, and I yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad you liked it. That I didn't waste a spoon on this movie. I know I got so many for 2022. I'm trying to trying to use them well. But yeah, this this was a highlight of Sundance for me. It's it's. I hope people really like it. I I want people to like After Yang because there are so many diverse sci-fi stories that could be told. And if this movie does well, hopefully we will get more of them. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, you can find the rest of our reviews, movie trailer reviews. Um, search for us on iTunes, it's Radio, Spotify. And uh, stay tuned. We've got plenty more coming out. So, again, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.